0: everybody welcome back to another episode of the drive-in double feature i am your host aaron lopez as always joined by my co-host ben norsworthy uh and actually this week we have a third co-host a guest host if you will a special guest host uh all the way from texas actually you're not you're not houston anymore where are you at now dre
1: uh, i am in houston yeah i got a new job but i got to stay in houston oh kick ass
0: so yeah, that was the, I kind of buried the lead. I didn't actually say, hey, Dre is on uh, the podcast today. Uh, but then, so yeah, Ben, how are you doing? Dre, how are you guys doing?
2: I'm doing good. Uh, life is going on as usual. Uh, excited that you're back this week and that we can have a uh, have an interesting podcast in, ahead of us as we get closer to Halloween. Yeah, this is going to be a, a great episode.
0: Um, it's actually fitting. We were talking before we started recording tonight that uh, we're actually recording this On the Thursday before uh, when this comes out, which means that the presidential debate, the final one of those, is happening tonight. Um, Hopefully, a little bit more organized, and um, hopefully, we are a little organized in our actual debate tonight. We'll see.
1: It's probably going to be mass. Like each of you is a candidate, so when they're talking, it's just your voice.
0: We're going to just actually just yell over each other consistently this entire time. No one's going to have
2: any idea what this podcast was about. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to accuse one of you of racism by the end of this podcast. One of you, could
1: it, it be me? <laughs> yeah, maybe you okay.
2: I think it's going to be at one point in time,
0: we're going to have to say, Ben, you can you just say right now that
2: Casper is a horror movie? Can you say this? I'm going to uh, uh, hire some advisors to look into this <laughs> and we're going to get back to you with a plan. I all think right. what you
1: were going for Ben was Casper stand, stand by. Stand by Casper. Stand, stand back and stand by. Stand by, by
2: Casper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this week we are going to be looking at uh the horror movies. We're kind of just looking at generally um open open forum with the the focus being what is the best or the scariest horror movie of all time. Kind of hopefully we will come to maybe not an agreement but we'll uh by the end of the podcast today you will know our stance, and like I said, a little bit more. We're moderate. We're self moderating each other, so um, this could go off the rails pretty quickly. But hopefully, hopefully not. So uh, yeah, do you guys want to? Okay, let's let's kind of set out some rules. Um, ben, do you have what? Are, what would you like to see the rule? Uh,
2: one major rule tonight be. Well, Aaron, thank you for asking that question. Uh, I'd like to start off by saying uh, thank you for everyone hosting this event tonight and the people in this room uh gray (laughs) aaron and myself um but uh so we're in the honor debate we're doing we're debating we're all all three of us are bringing to the table what we think is the best horror movie ever made period and with any debate there needs to be rules not that that matters nowadays but there needs to be rules so some of the things i would like to look for in our arguments are the cultural impact of the movie the impact on the actors and the directors in the movie, the the, you know, the impact that the directors and the actors had on the movie. Um, I would also like to look at maybe, I mean, does box office count? Does sequels count? Do uh, what culturally, How? what does it play into the, the culture nowadays? Is it relevant now or is it only relevant then, you know? Man, so I would just,
1: just like to say I'm gonna ignore all of this. I know,
2: yeah, I know. Aaron usually does too, so I'm not. It's you know, I'm just well, expecting. Well, so you are
1: you are the horror guy, right? Like you love horror.
2: Yeah, I do. I I, I take it s- seriously. I just, you know, it's this was really hard. I don't know about you guys, but this was really hard for me to kind of like. This is what I'm gonna go with for my movie. Yeah,
0: I mean, I've got a couple ideas. I still haven't made my my mind up. I mean, I think I I've got one. I'm gonna throw out there and see uh, see what sticks. But if it gets torn up, I'm gonna go to my backup. I actually, before we get started with this, I do. Whoa, timeout! You got a backup? <laughs> I got a backup. I always you got, got backup, a backup. Got a I got a backup to The backup. Um, no, but did you guys actually see this came out? Uh, this article came out actually just like yesterday or the day before. Um, it was it was 13 hours ago so there was a study done for what is the scariest movie of all time according to science should i yeah. tell you what that was or do you want to wait till I, the I, end? I, yeah
2: i read the article i saw it today actually at school isn't that that's awesome so i mean uh, if it's
1: according to science i really want to know
0: it is the scariest movie of all time is sinister oh i was gonna say 2020 but okay Sinister.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> sinister yeah and so what they did is they actually put um they they went on uh and put together a list of the 50 top 50 films based on critics list uh reddit recommendations just a bunch of like what do people consider and they put all these lists together and then got a top 50 and then they had 50 people watch all 50 films over the course of you know so many weeks um while they watched it they were hooked up to these these um blood pressure meters and to see kind of like where's their heart rate how are they doing these heart monitors, um, were there to see, you know, what happened with their, with their blood pressure. Um, and the top film, the film that actually had the, the highest average heart rate of 86 beats per minute was sinister. Um, with the highest jump scare spiking it to 131 beats per minute on average. Um, and then some of the other ones, um, that were after sinister were insidious, the conjuring, hereditary and paranormal activity. So those were kind of the top movies as far as at least the, um, the anxiety inducing jump scare element of it. So
2: kind of cool. Well, I mean, you do have somebody in this debate that doesn't believe in science. I'm not going to say who, but I don't know how (laughs) much that can be, but yeah, I saw that. That was a very interesting article. Um, And you go, that's something that, you know, I've kind of talked about with my students in class in psychology of like the psychology of horror films and what they do for us. Like, is it like, it's one of those fighter fight or or flight things where we kind of watch horror movies to prepare us for a possible situation. Right. Like you always go to a horror movie and you're like, you're yelling at them like, don't go in there. Don't go in the door. Don't go in the house. And it's like, it's this natural response that if we are in that, we like to put ourselves in this safe, but scary situation that if I was in this situation, I could survive or I could outrun this thing or, you know, something like that. So it's got a lot of horror movies to me are good for the body. Right. I mean,
0: unless you got a heart condition. Yeah. That. Well, it's
1: just exercise. Yeah, your blood pressure is going up and down.
0: What was the movie that somebody died in? Like, it was it wasn't because of the movie, but it probably like it was a heart condition. It was The Exorcist. Was it Exorcist? Okay, that yeah, I think right. it was yeah. The Exorcist.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing. I leaned into like what did what scares me the most because I figured you guys were going to cover the good horror movies. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to think of, like, some really obnoxiously inappropriate movie that would scare you the most, like
2: Coneheads or something.
1: Sister Act. Sister Act.
2: (laughs) Bridges to Madison County. (laughs) My
0: Best Friend's Wedding.
2: Oh, that's a classic, man.
0: It's a good one. It's when they start singing a little prayer for you. Um, uh, all right. So I think that's good. I think, uh, kind of looking at the cultural element, let's, we'll, we'll figure out if we think that box office matters. Um, you know, I think that for me, when I go into it, I'm bringing a little personal experience, kind of like Dre a little bit uh, as to what scared me the most. Um, but I think it fits into, uh, the impact of culture, like culturally what it did for the genre. Um, and what I would say, I think my film kicked off another set of, um, of horror movies and and types of horror um for years to come so um, what, if, what,
2: what if we had whoever goes first what if we had them introduce the film that they're gonna bring allow them to make their case and then we can ask questions or we right. can and like give like comments it. is that fair yeah
0: all right so we didn't flip a coin before so
2: are we just gonna i think i think as Dre being you know, a guest on here, I think we should, we should extend our courtesy to to him. Now unless need, he doesn't want to.
1: We need to lead with our strongest uh, candidate, right? So then I shouldn't go. <laughs> uh, okay, so I will say that I only have one classic on my list. The rest of them are relatively new. Okay. Um, and I should preface this by saying that I enjoy bad movies. We know. You like Fast and the Furious how dare you uh, those, <laughs> those are cultural works of art sir uh, so my first one is the descent okay okay uh it's very very creepy from from like not just a jump scare but i think you get that edge of your seat your whole time because you don't know where these things are coming from uh you're just buried in the dark and i think it had a really solid uh like the best jump scare is the very last one right where the movie ends but it is. It just shows like a lot of my villains are the same. They're just human beings. Like it shows how desperate you can get in a situation, and what you would have to do to actually survive.
2: Okay. Ben, what, yeah, what, do, that, what do you think I, about that? I like. I mean, I like the descent. It was. It was a little nerve wracking because it, it really does a good job of bringing in that claustrophobic feeling, and you're down in this place with these things that you're not quite sure what they are they they did a good job of shooting it to where you can't really totally make out what they are um and again it's one of those things where it's like if those things are chasing us and i have to you know hit aaron in the knee or something with a rock to disable him because they have to get him before they get me Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's human nature right
0: yeah i think that like I mean, I just remember the scent is just, I think Dre, you hit it on the head is just, it's the villain turns out to be ourselves. That's, and that's, uh, there's a couple of movies that I think really jump into that. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to toss out one of my honorable mentions just so we can talk about it is I think, because um, I think it's fantastic. I don't know if it's a number one, but The Strangers to me is probably in that same realm. Um, that ending fucked with me so much because anybody who's ever been home alone, can relate to that, even as a child, um, can relate to that potential fear of what if, you know, like, why are you doing this to us? Because you were home, like that complete, just utter um, just no, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it, it could have been anyone at any point in time. um, And that just that ending, oh, that tears at you just messes with you. Absolutely. So I mean, I have no, I have no qualms. I don't know if it's the best of all time, but I definitely, no, it's no. it's scary. Well, I had a,
1: wait, I had a top five. Were we not doing that?
0: No, we're doing best of all time.
1: Oh, okay. Well, no, that was number five.
0: Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> all right, all right. So, what is your number four? We're gonna we're gonna run through yours.
1: Okay, number four yeah. is classic. It's the birds, which I think is just all around terrifying the entire time you watch it. Are you afraid um, of birds? I wouldn't say I'm afraid but like if there's a large number of them I'm definitely watching them to see what they're doing. <laughs> uh number 3 I have is us because it's I like I'm a big fan of the Jordan Peele genre horror yeah. where like he's just going to mentally scare the crap out of you. Um I hope I can say crap twice. Well I just
0: said fuck so I hope you can say crap.
1: Good. Uh, so my top 2 number 2 is midsomar, which uh, like I like being scared in the light of day because I feel like you a lot of directors use that darkness to, to put you on edge, And the way they use the music in this movie just completely terrified me.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's something about being sewn into a bear that just kind of screws with you.
1: It's, I mean, you have to take pleasure in like Tanuki suit Mario at that point. Um, And then, so my number one was actually the strangers because get
0: the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah. Because for me, and, and I was telling my girlfriend this, like for me, I had that movie on, like, on a Saturday and was just, like, putting clothes away. Windows are open. It's a bright, sunny day. And I was still terrified. <laughs> like, I was still – I I, sat, I stopped doing everything and sat down. And I had to watch it because it, it just scares me so much because of the fact that, like, I think I had gotten comfortable with where I live and we're, like, what they call a restricted access community. Like, you need a, a button to get in. And I would run downstairs, like pick up a delivery with the door unlocked. And like since I've seen that, ne- not happening anymore. All the doors are locked. Sometimes I clear the apartment before I go to bed just to make sure. But like it, it just like it unnerves me that this this could very easily happen. Like these people could just be driving down the street and pick your house, and and like all, just all of the movies. So when he shoots his best friend in the face, like. Kills his best friend in the hallway. There's so many just little portions of it that are mm-hmm. like, you, you can't just say get in the car and run away because they thought of that. And they disable his vehicle. Like there's so many, there's a couple of points where you're just like, all right, don't go outside the shed, you idiot. Uh, <laughs> but for the most part, it's, it's very unnerving for me that just three people decided we're going to go out and murder whoever we find.
0: Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm very, I get scared with that movie. I still think they're the two scariest endings of any movies for me, like because of the reality are honestly the strangers and the mist and the mist isn't scary. That just makes you feel dirty for watching it. But um, it's just un- that unnerving, unsettling nature.
2: So, yeah. Have you guys seen the sequel? Uh, strangers? It to- was
1: terrible. <laughs> I actually kind of liked it. Well, so my problem with it. it was, like, in the first one, you don't see their faces at all, even at no. the end. And the very first thing they do is show the daughter's face, and I was like, "All right, that kind of sucks." Like, I didn't want to see that.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 this terrifying idea that it's, it's something that I you know I was gonna talk about too. Is like it's this reality aspect of it, like that can happen.
1: Yeah, it yeah. does. And, and that does see- happen. I think they did a good job of that one of setting up the, like this is literally any family like before they were kind of a higher end couple. Right. That was going to like his parents house for vacation. But when at the beginning of the second one, it's uh, literally any family in America could be this family that's putting up their, you know, their kids going off to college and they're going off for one last vacation.
0: So is that yeah. does that I mean, when you're looking at a a horror movie, because there are so many others that bring in, you know, supernatural elements and um fantasy elements, um you know, the the horror monster, you know, your Jason's, your Freddy Krueger's, those kinds of things. Does there need to be a base of reality for it to really hit with you?
1: For me, yeah, yeah. So I was that's what I was talking about was like slasher movies don't really do it for me cuz you have that like you'd probably just run away, right? Get in your car and drive away from this guy. Uh, but when you have that, and and I guess they're set up to be a monster, like a Freddy Krueger monster type. Uh, in this interaction, like, it's solely a regular human being. Like, you don't have superhuman strength. They don't survive when you shoot them. They're just a crazy person. Like, any person could snap and go do this. I think that's what really terrifies me the most is that you could walk by somebody on the street and not know anything about them. Well, not anymore because you're six feet apart. But, like... <laughs> sucking the drive through behind someone you don't know you know what they're thinking or what it would take for them to just snap and go murder somebody like humans are just ridiculous machines
0: i mean case in point jordan's planning to kill me one day
2: and we all know it so yeah you know and rosie's gonna help her dig the grave in the backyard
1: <laughs> that's why you have that big backyard she's <laughs> already started digging <laughs> oh really
2: yeah. holes dig in your backyard How, how's that aaron well it's not as bad as it could be,
0: but because um, we don't have as many areas. But she found an area that she enjoys to dig. It's not deep yet, but yep, yeah, it's it's gonna happen. That's gonna
1: happen. I think that's the thing that most of mine have in common is the human element of this is solely people doing this to other people. Yeah. All right,
0: Ben,
2: I'm gonna let you go next. All right, grab a coffee, go take a piss break if you need to. get into this so my my movie is is clearly gonna now this is really tough for me because you know i kind of started second guessing myself over the over the week to which one that i was really near and dear to my heart and so the my my honorable mention was going to be john carpenter's the thing okay just because of the atmosphere that it created and just the special effects were so ahead of its time when that film was made i mean i remember the first time i saw that and it had been a while because it it, that came out in the early 80s and i was like what the fuck am i watching here like how did they do that and so it was just such ahead of its time and kurt russell's just primo kurt russell in this movie um so is uh, uh david keith um just they're great um, but my number one, my my greatest horror movie film is is going to be 1978's Halloween. Um, to me, this is the godfather. This is the cream of the crop. Um, you know, it's it uh, came out in 1978. And I think culturally what you have to look at at that time was, was in the mid-70s, this was the rise of the serial killers. This is when you had your Ted Bundy's and your John Wayne Gacy's And so for me, culturally, what Halloween does, you know, you're not at a summer camp, you're not falling asleep having a dream, you're not, you know, you don't got a little doll or something like that. It's, to me, Halloween represents this idea of, it happens in the suburbs, right? Everybody lives in the suburbs during this time. Everybody's moving to the suburbs in the 70s and 80s. And it's this idea of kind of what Andre was, was hitting was that he did it to do it like there was no motive and that's what you're kind of learning from serial killers at this time because one in the mid 70s they didn't know how to classify serial killers you know they're, they're they didn't know how to classify them and so it's this idea of your neighbor or the guy you work with could be a killer and so you know we pick up this idea of this boy killing his sister being locked up for several years then finally escaping and just walking going back to this hometown to randomly stalk and kill three young babysitters in the suburbs to me that's that that was that's terrifying because that's real life um it's not you know it's not at a summer camp it's not some like you know meat factory house like in texas chainsaw massacre or something like that um they shot this in 20 days on a 320,000-some-dollar budget. Um, They had to shoot, shoot it in California. And the reason I'm saying this is just because of just the greatness of John Carpenter. They shot it in California. They had to have, like, leaves brought in from, like, Ohio. They laid the leaves down on the set, shoot the scene, and then somebody would come up with a vacuum cleaner and suck all the leaves back up for the next scene because it was just so expensive and so it becomes the most wealthy independent film of all time until blair witch comes out so from 78 all the way till what was that mid to late 90s late late 90s when blair witch came out
0: yeah you're looking at i think like 97
1: yeah
2: yeah so for the longest time it's this it's the most successful independent movie in in the world and it's just this idea that what he, what John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis created, made Jamie Lee Curtis a star. She is a bona fide star after this, right? She is, they label her the screen, screen queen. Mm-hmm. They, they label her the screen queen. She is uh, what they call now, like the final girl where it's like, you know, it's, the the heroine that stays alive and and all that she sets the precedent for that for future movies now i am not saying that halloween created or should get credit for being the first slasher movie there were tons of other ones before that like psycho i would consider a slasher movie or uh uh, texas chainsaw massacre you could say or black christmas these are all but i think halloween popularized the genre and once halloween was made every Everybody copied that formula. Your Friday thirteenth, your all that stuff. I think Halloween was the mold, and uh, I, it's just this idea of Michael Myers being this like great white shark. He just kills because he could kill. And there's, I don't know. To me, that I don't. I mean, I like Freddy, but I mean, Freddy's kind of a bitch, though. He is. <laughs> he is <laughs> wait till you fall asleep then i'm gonna give you some weird ass dream and kill you and he's a pedophile too, right
1: uh, yeah i also think freddie was targeted at a younger audience because it's like oh it makes you scared to sleep and as an adult you're just like man i don't care I, i'm gonna go to bed yeah uh, well, like in take the first me two please films, sleep <laughs> and death at the same time God. yeah in the, the first two
2: films he was scary but then they went to this comedic route and then, like at one point i'm like wait a minute in the original he was a child pedophile like, how yeah. come people are cheering for him now? Like, I still me- remember, yeah, Freddy versus Jason. How, like, that was that
0: was probably the wor- one of the worst horror movies I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It
2: turned so- into a wrestling match. Yeah, it did. It did.
1: <laughs> so Ben, original Halloween, is that where they're driving up to the like mental hospital at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. That is still one of the creepiest intros where there's just like and people are just walking patience, around yeah just patients walking around and just driving yeah. through the darkness yeah terrifying
2: yeah you know to me it's it's this idea of like you know he he's a person he's a person that went and got a mask and he randomly picked these three teenagers and killed them and you know it's just i don't know there's just something you know here's the thing with halloween too there's no blood mm. there's no blood in the movie yeah And that's, I guess that's a choice that Carpenter made that he didn't need to use that. There's hardly any jump scares. There's like three jump scares. Before the sister's killed, after the sister's killed, it is a good 50 minutes. A good 50 minutes before the next person's killed. How
1: many horror movies can do that? Not many. Also, the scene of him standing next to the bushes is one of the most memeable in the horror genre.
2: And, and and the thing is, is like this is a slow burn film, right? It's a slow burn film, but i to me, I think why it because of this cultural, because everybody knows the mask, everybody knows the music. Uh, I mean, it's that music. I mean, can we not say that Stranger Things <laughs> is a kind of a kind of taken some influence from John Carpenter's Halloween theme? Oh, absolutely. entrance music.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think Stranger Things is pulled from. Uh, you know the the last 25 years of horror if not longer
2: i just and also i kind of feel like you can't have the you can't have the strangers without halloween
0: i mean it's very similar
2: uh and uh, again after all these movies that we're going to talk about or all the different slasher movies that you talk about there's only one that just has recently kind of come out and made a lot of money and that's the one me and you went saw back in 2018 which was the re the sequel to halloween
0: which was the first one that I ever saw? I know. Wow. <laughs> really? I just yeah. never got into Halloween when I was so, when I was younger. I had seen all the Jason movies, all the Freddy movies. Uh, Did you never have cable though?
1: Because like AMC no. shows them every yeah. year. Like was, every me, year. I was let poor. The, still kind of
2: poor. Let me set the scene for you. So we get into the theater. I believe we went the one on Austin Landing, right? I think yeah, we, went we went to down one the, downtown. The, that really yeah, nice one. Uh, Cinemark. And we Not get Cinemark. our stuff and animals. we go sit down it was really early in the morning it was like 11 o'clock in the morning it's really early and we sit down and we're sitting there getting ready and aaron leans over and goes i'm gonna be honest with you i've never seen a halloween film <laughs> i was like this film starts in five minutes you're now just fucking telling me this so like, i have to like spin there give catch them five, me up <laughs> yeah i give him like five minutes of backstory
1: did you get you got the length of previews to do it or was this, this, was, no, really this was before the and because the remember
0: before. old drive-in We went and did a preview, uh, like we we did the trailer rundown. So we actually had to pay attention during the trailers.
2: Aaron would text all the previews into his phone so that way he could remember which ones to talk about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I missed that. We haven't really gotten
2: (laughs) any trailers for the last six months
0: because nothing's coming out.
1: So I didn't see that one. Like that one was really good.
2: I liked it, yeah. Yeah, that one was... uh, So, the thing is with Halloween is they had the first one out. It was monstrously successful. The studio wanted a second one. Jamie Lee Curtis came back and did that. John Carper didn't want to do it, but he, like, produced it. And then they introduced this horrible element in the second one that Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis are actually brother and sister, which totally fucked the franchise. And then from there, they just made... They made Season of the Witch... Which was number three, which had nothing to do with Michael Myers, which is actually a very underrated film. It's about like Celtic ruins and shit um, and witches. And then they brought back, people got pissed off, and then four and five they brought back Michael Myers, and it was just all kinds of weird shit. And then
1: which was brought, the one with uh, Josh Hartnett?
2: Yeah, that was H two O. That was H two O. Yeah. And then you had the Rod zombie ones, which I enjoyed the backstory we got in Michael Myers and that, but I didn't enjoy like the shit with like the white horse and and stuff. Um, so this one that me and Aaron went saw was a direct sequel from the first one. And they came out very early on and said, fuck all these other films. This is a direct sequel. And John Carpenter was involved and Jamie Lee Curtis was back and Danny McBride wrote it. And,
1: and Which so, I was very surprised that like, he can write really well. When you yeah. watch the guy play a character at TV, just like he must be an idiot. And then he, he just writes really well.
0: Well, it's because he plays the same character anytime he's in a movie or a TV show. Yeah. Like a, the douchey guy who's got a little bit of a heart behind him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But he's so good at it though. He's, yeah, so no one good. else can do what he does. I'm just, I'm just saying this is this, this film. The, the beauty of this film is its simplicity. It's Aaron doesn't like long films. It is a 91 minute film. It It doesn't bog you down with a lot of backstory. And it's just, it's, I feel like it's efficient it's yeah.
0: well i mean forgive me for forgive me and and i mean anybody who didn't think danny mcbride could really write because before uh halloween his last movie that he he wrote for was your highness yeah he,
2: which you know
1: but perfect for that audience right great for that audience yes
2: yeah, so let's have medieval boner and <laughs> ass jokes and getting high in medieval times that's i mean i'm sure yeah. they did All That's right. My argument is Halloween 1978's John Carpenter's Halloween.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, I yeah. think
2: I could definitely agree with that. I think that ultimate like the slasher
0: it's 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 an audience, you know. I I grew up watching a couple of them. Um for me the scary movies were always the ones that were supernatural, like or some sort of um not slasher based. So, um your poltergeist, your um hell, most Stephen King movies freaked me out as a kid um hellraiser those kinds of things um you could even say hellraiser is a little bit of a slasher film but um not in the overpowering jason michael myers um
2: yeah but texas Texas chainsaw massacres a lot of those films that you're just mentioning they tried to copy the formula of halloween but they didn't like they were going for tits and blood
1: I mean, what's
2: wrong, wrong with that? I. am not. disagreeing here. I'm just saying, a, we're like, still in
1: America, right? Like, <laughs> what made? I don't know Halloween, this was America.
2: What made Halloween great? They they try to recapture, it and I don't think they were able to. I don't
1: know. Well, so I liked your setup. Like when you think of when it was released, yeah, it had the same cultural effect that like George Dill's movies do now. Correct. Yeah. Like, yeah, it completely just messed with the American psyche. Yeah thank you for summing that up for me (laughs) yeah so i don't think we were recording but just so everybody knows i was like ben i disagree with everything you say and i agree with like 90 percent of what you just said okay (laughs) aaron
2: i am very intrigued to hear what you have to say
0: all right so for me i i went a little heavier with um
2: can we take a guess you can take a guess dre do you have a guess do you i mean you know him longer he
1: said supernatural so have i known you longer I,
2: uh.
1: it's it was it was three years this week
0: okay so then no oh okay.
1: wow me oh, okay yeah um i only know that because i got the facebook memories <laughs> uh so i don't know you said supernatural and i want to go with the obvious one which is like poltergeist but i feel like i'm gonna go exorcist
2: okay i'm gonna go with something more recent i'm gonna say like i'm gonna say like the conjuring okay well, Ben's closer. It isn't The Conjuring. Um,
0: it's Saw. The first, the first, not the franchise. Gotta clarify that pretty quickly. Um, so for me, the reason why Saw is my number one all time um, is because I think it, it's a lot of the same things f- as far as culturally um, genre defining is is Halloween. I think is we hadn't you know ben and i've had this conversation over and over is that the late 90s into the early 2000s especially you know early 2000s there really wasn't like horror took a backseat it stopped being a genre um because it just was like yeah you know everything had been done everything was just getting turned into sequels and when saw came out um I think that especially the first one the first one doesn't necessarily try to do what the franchise does eventually which is go for the shock value um, they just started figuring out the most gruesome and and just just absolutely destructive ways that you can piece a uh, take a person apart um, but with the first one i i absolutely love the fact that you have um, you have a recognizable cast but not so much that the cast itself defines the the film um, Danny Glover, Carrie Ells, um, the fact that also your lead um, in um, in Lee Whannell, I probably said his name wrong, Whannell, that sounds better. Um, he wrote the screenplay, and then he ends up being the guy in the room opposite Carrie Ells. Um, and so I thought that was phenomenal. You get somebody like that involved. Uh, and James Wan, this was f- career-defining for him. Um, He's gone on to do some phenomenal movies or, you know, and there's been some stinkers in there. Um, But overall, I mean, after this film, it it defined his directing to the point that he's just
2: become I think he's the best horror um, director of the last 20 years. I mean, he he built Blumhouse, which makes all the great horror movies now. The Conjuring, uh, Insidious like that. He built them up. He even, Dre, he even directed Furious 7. Nice. He's actually so. doing the last two movies too. They just announced the other day that they're doing two more movies and they're calling it a wrap. Yeah, and I did hear that. Did you hear I mean, that, right? we're, gonna, we're
1: gonna get eleven.
0: It's a weird but, number but to go out on. Yeah, where do you go after more... space? Underground.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Underwater.
0: So I mean, yeah.
2: After I'm after. I'm gonna take Saw... this souped-up Camaro and hop this asteroid. <laughs>
0: After Saw, he does it's, Saw two or Saw three. Sorry, um, Dead Silence, which was I think a, a, a bit of a reach. I don't think it worked for him. Um, but in, but then, 2010. It was,
2: it was a promise of things to come, right? Yeah. Dead Silence was a promise of like because you, you get bits Insidious, of Conjuring, Conjuring,
0: in yeah, um, Conjuring two, The Nun. He even comes on and does uh, Aquaman, um, the Annabelle uh, franchise Wait,
1: like with Aqu- Aquaman, Aquaman.
0: Yeah, he directed Aquaman, and he's directing Aquaman too. I don't know if Aquaman was amazing. Probably
1: the
2: probably one of the busiest guys in Hollywood right now. Yes. He's I been,
0: yeah. I mean, he's – and these are all directing. He didn't direct The Nun. He was a producer on it. Um, but pretty much from 2004 to 2016, he was directing one or two scary movies, horror movies every other year. You know, it's just – he was very busy um, and involved pretty much. I'm looking through. He was involved with every other Saw film. Um, mostly as a an executive producer, and he did come on to direct a couple. But for me, the Saw, the Saw original Saw, not the franchise. I think the franchise kind of blows. Um, but the original Saw, I I remember exactly watching where I was watching it, how we, who I was watching it with, and how we reacted. We're sitting in my basement, buddy of mine from high school, and I, and we'd heard this is like that we heard about it like you heard about Blair Witch Project, you know, like this movie that was just terrifying. Like you just can't, you can't even explain it. You just have to watch it. So we're sitting in my basement, we're watching it. And we're like, oh, that's pretty good. Like, oh, you know. And then the final scene, when uh, Tobin Bell stands up and walks out, we literally had, I, I remember looking over at him and we had the same reaction of our jaws on the ground. And we didn't say anything through the entire credits. We're trying to process through the whole credits and the credits end and it goes to the, the DVD main menu and both of us are are like what the fuck just happened it it redefined what horror could be of you know that suspense it it took the thriller and made it horror as before the thriller was just kind of like um you know the firm you know these these kind of like murder type of of TV shows or not TV movies that were just kind of keep you on the edge. Like what's going to happen. Don't know, don't know. And it took the idea of that, of put you on the edge of your seat, um, make you curious and wonder, and then just pull the rug out from under you. As opposed to some of these other movies that you see the villain, you know, the villain, how are they going to get away from the villain or how are they going to, you know, fall victim? I think what saw does is it takes that and it says, you're not going to know, until we want you to know. And even then you're probably not gonna know. Um, and that is the piece that I think is so, so fascinating with Saw. Um, I think that mm-hmm. it, pro- for me, it re it um, also rejuvenated the career of Carrie Um He kind of was a, a no name after, you know, for that time. Well, not at that time, but he hadn't done anything for a while. Um, and then we're like, oh, hey, I know that guy. Um, brings him back and, um, it really kind of just for me kicks off horror horror in the 2000s sucked until saw um and that's when i grew up watching horror um you know that's me in high school that's when you go to um the the theater with your buddies on a on a friday night or you take a date out hoping to to she gets scared and grabs your arm you know that kind of um you know that's that's high school that's a nostalgia for me um and i think so for me for me ultimately saw the best um because of its connection um i i i really got disappointed with the franchise um i think i stopped watching it after the fourth one um
2: but i think you can say that about most horror franchises it's like it's got that gem of that first one where kind of like halloween where you don't haven't seen something like this before and then they just try to cash in on like okay what can we do now to make more money or to milk this cow, I, I feel like that's the same thing as Saul. Is just like the first one was very good, very original, new type of kind of like Halloween, too, new type of genre. Yeah. Um, but then afterwards, it's like, okay, let's just milk this cow for all it's worth.
1: Well, as long and as it, you release that cow in October, you're going to make money. And that's true. That's true. And it's just like,
2: okay, how can we let's kill somebody with uh, some barbed wire and a toy car? Let's kill like let's up the it's like kind of like how Friday the 13th got where it, it became less about any type of story. And it's just like how we can how can we kill people?
0: Yeah, and that's that's I mean, for me, I, I even thought the second one was OK. Um, the second one was a little bit more gruesome, like the, the hyperdermic needle pit. That was a little unnerving. I yeah, hated that. that. I mean, but outside of that, the rest of them actually kind of not made sense, but they weren't gorgeous for Gore's sake. Um, There's still some mystery and some thriller in there. Um, I mean, especially in the second one where they're trying to get out of the room and the guy opens the door and he gets shot through the eye hole, like um, looking outside into the the hallway. Like you didn't expect, you did not expect that to happen that quickly. You know, we just got started and here the guy's dead
1: already. Um,
0: I like the callback. My favorite
1: thing about that first one. And I think the second one is that like, he puts you in a situation that's uncomfortable but that you have the power to get out of if you're, if you want it bad enough.
0: Yeah. Like and I don't you have re- to
1: saw your leg off, but you can get out of this.
0: What's the one that was created and it was like an offshoot and he, he wasn't able to get out. Was that the third one?
1: Third yeah. I think it was the cop that wasn't able to get out. I don't remember.
0: Yeah. There was one where I think this is the fourth one um, where essentially it was torture porn. I mean, like, You're looking at and what because the reality was that no one was supposed to be able to get out. Um, Anybody that that actually that um, survived, it was accidental. Um, And I'm looking through and I remember. So the fourth one actually starts with um, the people who are getting pulled into. It's two people and they're getting pulled into an engine. Um, Like one of them was not getting out of there. Um, you also see the, um, what is it? The guy who gets his head crushed by two blocks of ice. Um, man, they're just, it, it, at that point, it just was getting, it It wasn't even horror anymore. It was gore. Gore for gore's sake. And I that to me is what lost it for me. But the first two, I think, especially the first one, um, it really just, it, it had never been done before. At least I can't think of a, a movie that did what the original Saw did in the same in that way.
2: Have you seen Hostel?
0: Yeah, but that was too much
2: for me. See, that was that was right up my
1: alley. Oh, I
2: kind of enjoyed Hostel a little bit more just because it had more of that real element to it.
1: So I, I will. The thing about Hostel is that I think everyone is just terrified to stay in one now.
2: Yeah, like nobody goes backpacking in Eastern Europe now because yeah. of, you know, they're afraid they're gonna be kidnapped and have their toes cut so off or some shit. I will
1: say there's one other movie that has had that effect, I think, on everyone our age, and it's it's the worst kind of example, but like and I'll you guys will get the reference. I don't know anyone who will drive behind a truck full of logs now.
0: I I made that reference yeah. today in class.
1: Like everyone is is immediately going around that because of Final Destination. Yep.
0: Because I was talking to a student about how they were they were asking me it had nothing to do with like death, but it was like they they are turning in an essay for me, and it's going to be an essay they use for their college app their their college applications. And she's like, "Well, what happens if we submit it and then we submit it to the college application and then we get it back before we know if we're in college and it's like a B or a C and it's probably not the best essay we could send?" And I'm like, "Okay, well, like that that what if mentality that's." that's that final destination mentality. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, wait, what? So I had to reference the whole never driving
2: behind a truck full of logs thing and show them what it is. And yeah. Aaron, I'm very proud of you that you worked a horror analogy into your daily lessons with your students. I am so, it's like when your kid first hits the ball off the tee. Like I'm just so. Not even full. a pitch.
1: Just yeah, not even a ball. pitch.
2: Like I am so proud of you right now.
0: I mean, I've done it before, I think. I don't know. We are watching... You know what? Okay, this is, this is not a horror movie. It's funny, actually. But have you guys seen Anna and the Apocalypse? No. No. Pretty good zombie movie. Um, it's a musical. It's on Netflix? It's on uh, Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're watching my, uh, my zombie lit class. But no, the, the reason why I can't do hostile is because of the fucking eyeball scene. Oh, the that scene... was good. Oh, that was just disgusting.
2: She's
1: walking around with her eyes dangling
2: out. So uh, when Devin and I first started dating our first movie date, we went to a movie and it was like around Valentine's Day. So there's a lot of like uh, romantic comedies out and stuff. And I was going to be a gentleman on our first movie date. And I was like, you pick whatever movie you want, whatever movie you want, we'll go see. And so we get to the movie theater and she picks Hostel. And it was that moment right there that I knew that I had found my wife because of all the, the shitty romantic comedies that were up on the board, she chose Eli Roth's Hostel. So, and we went there and we watched that. And I just remember seeing like, like I, the thing with Saul is like, it's very elaborate. Like it's like, that's that's way too elaborate for the average person. But I, for for me, Hostel was like, yeah, so I could just kidnap your ass and put you in this weird Lithuanian fucking torture chamber. Like, I
0: just oh,
2: the, the eyeball scene.
0: I no, for me it was that's the, the point, Aaron. Like you're yeah. supposed
1: to feel uncomfortable.
2: It's and not for uncomfortable. Me, the, that's gross. Yeah, uh, no, for me it wasn't the eyeball. The eyeball was a cool effect. For me, it was the slicing of the Achilles tendon. Ah, that yep. was that was that hurt me a little bit more than the eye- eyeball.
0: Mm -mm. I don't see, I don't mind a gory movie. Like, you know, if it's done right. Yeah. It's for me, when you look at like a, like a zombie movie, any zombie movie, you're going to get gore left and right, but it's like gore. That's manageable. When you see something like an eyeball hanging out or somebody like stepping on a nail. Nope. No, I don't do that shit.
2: So no home alone
0: for you. I hate that scene in home alone. (laughs) I don't I mean of all the things, Home Alone
2: is actually it is a horror movie. Yeah, we I mean we had a conversation with Mike about that, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean Home
0: Alone is yeah. a terrifying movie. So can we and say again, that the
1: villain is a human being?
0: Yeah. That's I mean, I think that ultimately that comes down to it. Because even even Ben with Halloween, yes, it's a slasher, but it's not there's no like him coming back to life. There's no him being um invulner like invulnerable to pain like it's just a person
2: yeah i think i think you know we look at these different films like so like if you go through the history of horror films like you had you had your like dracula's and your werewolves you had your old school uh movie monsters and then we kind of shifted to this 1950s 60s nuclear age where everything was getting atomized and you have these giant tarantulas and giant praying mantises and shit. And then you kind of moved into the seventies of the satanic cults and the Rosemary's babies. But for me, like, so you have like Halloween kind of to me solidified the slasher genre. I consider it a thriller. Well, I don't know if that meets your criteria. And then you have the whole eighties that are full of that. And then really you don't have nothing else till scream in 95. It reset the genre of horror. Or introduce a new genre and yep. then like you said saw Saul. Saul came along new genre so it's like this idea of what creates new genres i don't know if there's has there been anything since
1: that has i'm actually
0: kinda... i'm on an, uh, an la times article looking to see and it's funny because um you know you have you've got poltergeist in 82 nightmare and elm street in 84 and then nothing until scream in 96. um the only other one for me but this was I think films like um, The Ring and The Grudge, I think that was, those were genre-defining in the sense of taking something that probably wouldn't have worked in America without some sort of influence yeah. and, and utilizing the, the Japanese and the Chinese-Korean style horror um, and putting an American spin on it to at least allow it to be brought in. And now people are more accepting of, I mean, they don't care where it comes from, but that kind of like turn of yeah. the century um i kind of saw Witch project those, you know those i kind of saw things. those
2: movies that you just mentioned kind of a a, a, a refreshing take on a ghost story yeah yeah you know, i was like how do we reinvent a ghost story yeah how do we modernize it how do we take elements from other cultures like the japanese culture and the korean cultures well
1: and so I, you were talking about like the jump in horror and for me the new wave is is us and get out like it's yeah. it's a whole new way to scare people
2: Well, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, no, like like horror movies are some of the best ways to, like, push social messages, right? Like, if you look, like, to me, Aaron, I think, I don't know if we remember we talked about this on the podcast, but when we saw that sequel to Halloween, that had Me Too written all over it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was just a solid message of a woman dealing with a traumatic event from our life and, and not taking, you know, living in terror for the rest of her life until she finally, you know, has to be confronted with it. Same thing with us. Same. I love get out and the message that get out had. And to me, sometimes horror movies are some of the best vehicles to kind of push social messages or make aware of what's socially going on. Like Jordan Peele is with his movies in society at the time.
0: Well, and I think that it's, that's always been the case. Um, we talked about in, in my zombie lit class, we're talking about like, why, why are zombies even scary? They're just, they're slow decomposing bodies. It's because of all of the monsters, they are the closest to us because they were us at one point. Um, and so that's what's scary is people are, people are afraid, afraid of what they could become. And as we have seen throughout all of the movies we're mentioning tonight, we're afraid of what we're capable of. So I think that that's that's something to be, uh, to definitely take into account. You know, I think that, you know, while I like I said, I do enjoy good psychological like paranormal. Um, I mean, I still think for me, there's there's two other movies on here. I said Ring, The Ring, a little bit, but Paranormal Activity. I absolutely
2: uh, yeah. love Paranormal Activity. That, that was yeah. that's the one I was thinking of as the next genre setter was the
1: Paranormal Activities. Well, yeah, and been, same thing with what you guys mentioned. Like they kind of butchered the franchise with that first one. <laughs> was so solid first one first one was just like Blair Witch had people questioning
0: if it was real or not of how well it was done
2: yeah yeah I think I think we're due here for another I think I think what we're seeing now with Jordan Peele is the new genre of horror of these socially social message social society messages of being woke and being like hey I'm going to incorporate some of the nastiest parts of society that we have into a horror movie. And it's going to make total sense.
0: I'm looking to see if there's anything upcoming. Um, <clears throat> the one that I'm curious to see is come play, um, which I'd I mentioned this one a little bit ago. I think actually Ben, I mentioned it on our, um, our COVID um, delayed episode. Uh, but essentially it's, a, of the electronic devices that a, a, a kid uses um, this creature basically comes and like breaks into the world he wants to play with the kid um, and it's based the only time you can see it is through electronic devices. So it's obviously a social commentary on how how we are um, you know tied to our our phones and our iPads and, and whatnot. It's kind of interesting um, but I mean we've gotten that before wasn't it? Um, what was the one? Cellular. Was that it? There was a Bye. movie that, that the it was actually made fun of in um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's the one with Kristen Bell where, like, the phone kills you. I must have missed that one.
1: Wait, was that an actual movie that they made fun of?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, pu- uh, I think it's maybe called Pulse. Let me look and see.
2: I think that sounds right.
0: Yeah, Pulse. Yeah, Pulse. Um and yeah it's it's so the the quick explanations after her boyfriend commits suicide a psychology student and her friends begin receiving unsettling emails and video messages after a number of disappearances across campus she teams up with the computer hacker to shut down the deadly force before it spreads to the rest of the world i mean it's basically technology is killing people so it wasn't exactly the cell phones killing people, but in forgetting Sarah Marshall, they were making fun of how bad Pulse was. Yeah, got an eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so not a zero.
1: At least there's that. Is that the non-spam uh, review rating, though? Did they even Ooh, bother me with see. that movie?
0: Let me see. I'm gonna look because you're right.
1: The like verified watchers or whatever it is they did to do now.
0: Um. Well, 11% is the, um, is the, is the thermometer, not the audience score. So the 11% is the, like the reviews. So they use your, they use the actual like critics of, um, you know, actual news outlets and, and whatnot, but yeah, horrible, horrible movie.
2: Yeah. So I won the debate? Is that what we're going is on that what we're, Is that what we're getting I to? Think, we're I think to, we
1: all won the debate. Because oh. we didn't have to
2: watch the other debate.
1: Well, and no one, like none of us hated each other's movies. It's true. I, I, think, just, feel,
2: I just feel like without mine, you couldn't have been some of yours. Just saying. <laughs> just oh, saying. Okay. All
0: right. Ryan. Yeah. No.
1: But you could also take a thing and improve upon it, Ben.
0: I think that we need to go to the, the post-podcast spin room to see who won the debate. We need to send it off to uh, George Stephanopoulos and see how he took this.
2: Andre, I heard. Uh, I heard your. Uh, is, I'm sorry. I, I just met Dre tonight. So, is it your wife or your girlfriend? Girlfriend. Girlfriend. She. I was told that she is very into horror movies. She is. Does she have a pick?
1: I think. Uh, well, she left, but I think her favorite was Saw, because when I mentioned sawing someone's leg off, she was like excuse me uh I'll ask her though and I'll get okay. you guys an answer here okay excellent
0: yeah I, I, I think it's funny because um when I was doing the the regular drive-in I asked Dre a couple times like hey I'm doing this movie and it was a scary movie and he's like no I don't do those." <laughs> just like nope not pass. doing this and I was like all right you know that's fine and then you know the new ladies got him watching them so
1: have you have you seen the thing Dre the original yeah okay. no I thought I thought it was great yeah
0: yeah okay I will say, I think if we're going by scariest movies for Jordan, at least, um, she used to love horror movies, loved them. She's getting back into them now, but there was a good five year span where she wouldn't watch them because of The Fourth Kind. Did you guys ever see The Fourth Kind? <laughs> yeah,
1: I saw The Fourth Kind one. I was drunk out of my mind. She watched. We
0: watched it in uh, at her like a family member's house. We were hanging out. We watched it. And then she woke up at three o'clock in the morning. That was game over. She she saw the time she said, nope, and she couldn't fall asleep. So
2: I I, I when we went and saw hereditary, I didn't know if I should have been scared or I should have called the police or went and saw a psychologist <laughs> like that movie, like fucked my head. I mean, it's
0: kind of funny because I actually had a student who was saying that they were going to go as uh, the, the the brother is a Halloween. Cause they're like, I kind of look like him. And I was like, it's funny. Cause it's a girl. Um, but she's going to go it's as that. You know. No, but like, so she said that, you know, she was, I can't remember the character or the actor's name, but she's like, I'm going to go as him. And I was like, you know, I was kind of thinking of going as that little sister, but I got a little bit of a headache. So I don't think I'm going to, I'm going to go that route. Wow. Wow.
1: Uh, she's currently typing her response. Guys. Oh, good.
0: Good.
2: Well, while we're waiting for that, Ben, what are we doing next week? Aaron, I'm glad you asked. Uh, on the next podcast, we will be on the press events of the election. So, what better way to bring you the drive in movie knowledge that we have where we lay out to you the best fictional movie presidents of all time?
1: So, yeah, I'm Aaron and I, that one,
2: yeah, Aaron and I are going to make a list. Of movie presidents who we think would be a better choice than what we currently have now. Well, the so, beauty uh, is
0: that this is gonna come out on November second. So it's gonna be perfect timing. You can I watch you can sure. listen to that all day. It's
1: just on the Monday. time for your election day write-in vote. Yeah, they yeah, You'll they call us
2: professionals in. for many reasons, and that's one of them. So
1: <laughs> okay, she says uh mama or baba duke or Babadook. the for for TV horror haunting of Hill House. Babadook's yeah. good.
0: good. Babadook's good. I don't know if I agree with Mama. Mama is just weird. Um, Babadook is amazing. The, if you haven't seen it, Dre, you need to. Um, it's um, Australian, I believe. Ben, am I right on that? It's yes, Australian. it's Australian. Yeah, Australia. and um, just very well done. But the best moment—it's not a spoiler or anything—but they're in the back seat, or there's the kid in the back seat, and the mom's driving. And they're talking, and they're, they're arguing with each other. And then the kid just he screams, do you want to die? Like he's trying to convince his mom to not be at the house. Is this scared. the meme
1: that I've seen? Yes. Okay, it's the yeah. kid with like
0: the eyes. And he's screaming and he yells, it's do the- you want to die? We watched that. And that's just, that's too funny. But yeah, it's great. I I agree. Babadook is, uh, that might've been one of those, you know, mid, mid to 2010s, like 2015. It I feel like out. it
1: got lost in the shuffle there. It
0: did. Yeah. But uh those have seen it have definitely uh I think overall most people really enjoyed
1: it.
2: Yeah. It's it was different. It was refreshing. All right. But, but yeah, but that's what we're gonna be covering. Next podcast. Best I'm gonna fics- send
1: you guys my list ahead of time. That's fine. We'll Absolutely.
2: read it. best fictional movie presidents. Uh Aaron, what are you watching this week?
0: Well, this week, um uh, I'm trying to think what I'm watching. We are I think actually, The Witches is now uh, up on on uh, HBO Max. Might watch that. I am not not hearing some great things from it actually. Um, initial reviews are not great, but I'm gonna check it out. It looks pretty good. Um, Jordan and I still have not watched the South Park Pandemic episode, but it's a must because we're starting to see some uh, some memes from it. So I think between. Uh, between witches in that episode. Uh, hell, we might, we might get lucky and finish the boys, but I'm way behind on that one. So we'll see. We'll see.
2: What about Dre, you? Ben? What about you? Yeah. Dre, what about you? I'll let Dre go.
1: Uh, I've been gaming too much to watch stuff, but uh, we're in the middle of binging several things. Uh, New girls, one of them. I recently found out that I had a relative in the hundred and first, first so who's have been watching band of brothers uh, me for like the third, the 75th time. And uh, currently, right now, I'm watching some Doctor Who. Excellent.
0: You had said that um, the lady liked the uh, Hill House. Have you guys watched Blind Manor yet?
1: No. uh, So I'm hearing not good things about it. And I was like, I don't know if I want to try it. Don't listen. It's good. It's not
0: as good as Hill House, but I still think it's very good. It's,
2: It's a different story. Yeah. If people that are going in thinking that it's going to be like Hill House and they're all disappointed, it's not Hill. It's a different story. Especially and, and
1: it's so difficult to, like, you don't want to do the same thing, right? Correct. So, like, you have mm-hmm. to change it. And you just, those expectations are set so high, like, you're not going to meet them. I feel
2: like this, and maybe Aaron will agree. I don't, I mean, I don't know how well deaf, but to me, it's one of the best adaptations of Turning to the Screw.
0: Yeah, I mean, there haven't been very many good ones, but uh, it, it does a good job of it. And, you know, and the thing that I love about it is, so, there's they're holding, you know, with Hill House, it was always about the the ghosts in the background. You know, yes. which ones can you see? There's stuff in the background for this one and there's a ton of it and not all of it's very obvious. So it's kind of fun. It keeps that up. You can kind of, you're trying to figure out what's going on back, trying to get the, uh, the plot in the front
2: the foreground. Um, It's I liked it.
0: It wasn't as good as Hill house. No, but it was still pretty strong. I did enjoy it.
1: All right. I'll I'll give that one a look.
2: We are watching that. We just finished last night. The first season of the boys. What'd you think? Aaron? I love it. You're right. Once again, it's dark. It's hilarious. Devin's favorite characters, I can't remember his name, but it's the French guy. Um she loves him. Oh, I think they call him Frenchy. Yeah, she loves the him and the relationship between him and the and the the Asian superhero, the Asian soup. Um it's great, man. And we just literally watched the season finale last night. We're going to try this week to to start season 2. It's
1: How it's about that ending?
2: I know. Yeah. Yeah, cuz we were kind of talking about that like the ending of season 1 that's that was worse than death right yep. to find out that his wife was still alive and that she had homelanders baby uh, that's worse than death yeah that's i i absolutely love it i think it's
0: it is a fresh take it's basically like like watchmen but funny yeah you know it's yeah, that it's, same it's idea so and
2: and who knew that Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son was such a good actor right like he was like, I was like, he's got that he's He does these Dennis Quaid mannerisms sometimes with his face. And I was, I was, it's so good. So again, I appreciate you just keep encouraging me to watch it. And we finally just sat down and watched it and we just rolling through it. We're about
0: five or six episodes, I think into the second season. And I think second season's worse, like fuck more, more fucked up. Like there's, there's some shit in second season.
1: How many episodes are out? Cause I want to binge that in like a weekend
0: um i'll look and see here but i know they're
1: not all out right they're doing like one every friday
0: um yes season two is through um let's see here i think it says eight episodes and the season the second season is supposed to be uh i can't i don't know the first season if it was anything was eight episodes so maybe it's done
1: oh you know what i know what i'm gonna be watching mando 2 that is this week A week, a week from tomorrow. Yeah, I yeah. think it's yeah. So that's probably.
0: I mean, are, do you know if they're doing the the three or two or th- two episodes, three episodes that started out? Or are they just doing the one? I don't know. Either way, no. I mean, I'll still watch whatever comes out. But uh, I'm very excited for that. I didn't even watch the trailer for second season because I'm like, I'm gonna watch it. Why would I spoil anything? Trailers. I hate trailers. They spoil too much. I don't need it. I'm going to watch. If I watched the first season and loved it, why would I need to know what's coming in the second season? It's just going to spoil stuff.
2: You sound like this bothers you.
0: It does all the time. God damn it, Dre. Got me all fired up. I have to sleep now. Going to have nightmares of seeing what's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to be a spoiler of my day tomorrow. That's what's going to happen. All right. Well, I think we're off the rails officially. So yeah. with that, Dre, thank you. So much, dudes! Awesome to see you. We'll have to get you on again here soon. It's always a pleasure to have you on the uh, the show. And um hell, now that you're in Houston, um still now it, there's more reason to come down. I thought you were moving. And if Jordan ever had to go down to Houston for work, I'd be like, pass.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if anybody starts traveling again for work and they actually send her down, yeah, go <laughs> ahead and come with her.
0: So in two years, we'll be down if we're yeah, lucky.
1: I'll probably be here. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thank you again, Dre. Ben, as always, it's a pleasure. Drive home safe, everybody. We'll see you next week.